Welcome, everyone. You're listening to the Empowered Word of Faith podcast. Good evening, everyone. This is Evangelist Alfreda Lockett Evans. I'm from Full Gospel Holy Temple Church in Dallas, Texas. Tonight's podcast is entitled, It's Not How We Start, But How We End That Matters. Let's talk about a subject that may seem very simple at first. But when we get right down to it, we will see that it is very complicated. That subject is life and death. What exactly is life anyway? If I gave everyone in the audience an opportunity to answer that question, in all likelihood, we would all have different answers. Let's begin by talking about how life started. The Bible tells us that life began when God made a decision to create. Genesis 1 and 1 through 2, King James Version says, In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and was void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. God created light, he created heaven, earth, the seas, the sun, he created the moon and the stars, he created fish, fowls, beasts, and then finally he created man. He breathed into man's nostrils and man received life. That little man could think and move and he had intellect and he had feelings. And when God saw that man was lonely, he gave him a wife. He named the man Adam, and Adam called his wife Eve. When God created Adam and Eve, he gave them a couple of simple rules to follow that comprised what one might call the meaning of life. Let's review those rules. Number one, he told them, don't eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Genesis 2, 16 through 17, And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Rule number two that God gave them. He said to be fruitful and multiply. Genesis 1 and 28 says, And God blessed them. And God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. With the life gift, God gave man and his wife freedom of choice. They could choose to obey God, or they could choose to disobey God. Now, we all know the outcome of the story. Eve was tricked by Satan, and she disobeyed God. She ate of the fruit, then gave it to her husband, who also ate. They were banished from the Garden of Eden, and they were punished. Eve would bring forth life through painful childbirth, and Adam would provide food for his family by the sweat of his brow. Satan would slither on his belly in the dust, and that snake and man would always be at enmity. 
So now that we know what life is, what is death? Adam and Eve broke God's law and they ushered in death with their disobedience. We need to know that there are two kinds of death. There's the natural death and there's spiritual death. Natural death happens when we leave this world, when our body decays and is destroyed. Just like flowers die and cattle die, we too are going to die. The Bible tells us that except for those that are caught away in the rapture, all are going to die. Breaking God's law has a consequence. If you break man's law, you can go to jail. But if you violate God's law, you can go to hell. Now, Hebrew 9 and 27 says, And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. That question comes up, what happens after we die? The answer lies in the matter of what choices we made while we were alive. We're going to examine the lives of two fictitious characters, Betty Jean and John Bob. What we're going to do tonight is make it clear that it doesn't matter as much how you get started, but it matters how you end your life. Betty Jean was born in a family consisting of a father and a mother. Her father was a doctor and her mother a lawyer. She had a very happy childhood filled with dance lessons and friends and all the food that she needed. She had sleepovers, and her family shopped at the finest of stores. That girl was given a Ferrari at age 16. And now at age 18, she has the opportunity to go to Harvard, one of the best schools in the U.S. That girl lived a charmed life. John Bob was born the ninth of 12 children to a single mother. They lived just barely above the starvation level. John Bob never knew his father. His mother took her children to church, and she taught them the ways of the Lord. In spite of her efforts, John Bob's older brothers became drug dealers when they each reached the age of 19. John Bob loved God, and he enjoyed going to church. He gave his heart to the Lord at age 18 and was at a point that he had to make a decision that would determine which direction his life would take. His mother's advice to John Bob was this. She said, John Bob, you're about to venture out into life. I want you to make good choices. The most important thing that I can tell you is stay with God, son. No matter which direction life may take you, stay with God. So we see we have two entirely different people who were raised in two totally different environments. Betty lived a charmed life, and John Bob's life was a mess. But we're given choices in life, and our choices will determine the direction that our life will take. So now let's look at Betty Jean at age 18. She decided that she would not go to Harvard. As a matter of fact, since she was such a beautiful girl and she had a beautiful singing voice, she decided to become a movie star. She got into drugs while attempting to work as an actress and repeatedly had abortions to get rid of her unborn children. Her family's finances were drained trying to keep her out of jail. Finally, 
the judge who was fed up with her behavior sent her to prison for 40 years because she was involved in the death of her boyfriend in a drug sale gone bad. At age 20, there she was. She found herself in a situation that would cause her to be 60 years old before she could ever receive freedom from prison again. John Bob was also at a point where he had to make a decision about which direction his life would take. Seeing the troubles that his older brother had had, he decided that he would not go into a life of gangs and crime and wrongdoing. John Bob got a job after high school and went to junior college at night. He paid his own way through junior college and then received a scholarship to a prestigious university. That young man worked hard and received a bachelor's and then a master's and finally a doctoral degree. Dr. John Bob, because of the decisions that he made, was able to help his younger brothers and sisters get through college. He was honored because of his work in nuclear physics, and he became world famous because of his hard work. He was a deacon in his church, and he lived for the Lord. But Dr. John Bob made a critical error in his decision-making. After 20 years of marriage, he decided he had married the wrong woman. John Bob divorced his wife and married another sister in the church. They both agreed that they did not need the church or the Lord any longer. They had money, they had houses, they had all that they thought they needed, and they felt like all they needed was each other. Now, if this were all that there is to life, we would say that we knew the outcome of each individual story. But just as there is both natural life and spiritual life, there is both natural and spiritual death. We have to make good choices in everything that we do. Betty Jean, in prison, got her hands on a Bible. She had lots of time to read the Word of God and attend the Sunday church services there. Although Betty Jean had made a mess of her life early on, that was not the end of her story. She discovered that Jesus loved her, that he forgave her of all of her transgressions, and she received the joy of the Lord. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Betty Jean heard that Jesus died for her sins, so she didn't have to die for her own sins. She got a firm grip on the salvation scriptures, repented of her sins, asked the Lord to fill her with the Holy Ghost, and God did just that. And at age 60, she was released from prison. She decided to dedicate the rest of her life to living for the Lord. She started a ministry that fed thousands and also helped them to be saved. She was married, even at that late stage in life, and she and her husband served God. Now let's look at Dr. John Bob. Dr. John Bob was cruising down the boulevard in his Ferrari one day when Betty Jean happened to be standing outside of her food kitchen. She saw a well-dressed, professional-looking man stop at a stoplight. The Spirit of the Lord spoke to her and told her to give him a tract. 
The tract was full of life-giving information about Jesus, about how to be saved, and about how to assure that heaven would be the final destination after one's death. Now, Betty Jean hesitated at first because the man looked so successful. She, although clean, didn't look so good. She obeyed God, though, and attempted to hand the man the tract. That man looked at her, and when he saw the tract in her hand, he became upset. He said to himself, Here's another one of those Christians trying to get me saved. I'm putting my window up. Dr. John Bob did not realize that it would be his last opportunity to be truly saved. He had turned down many invitations to repent and give his heart to the Lord again. But the Bible says that it is appointed unto men once to die, but after death, the judgment. That's Hebrew 9 and 27 through 28 again. And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. Unfortunately, Dr. John chose spiritual death, which is eternal separation from God, because a few blocks up the road, an 18-wheeler, which had spun out of control, came to rest that was blocking the highway that Dr. John was speeding towards. He didn't notice the 18-wheeler until it was too late. His life ended in a fiery crash that very day. Betty Jean, on the other hand, died at age 80, having done more with her life in 20 years than she accomplished the entire previous 60 years. So now let us fast forward to Judgment Day. This is for those who really believe that once saved, always saved. Standing in line with the righteous was Betty Jean. Unfortunately, John Bob was found in the great white throne judgment line for the unrighteous. Jesus' decision concerning John Bob and Betty Jean is based on this scripture. We will be judged out of the 66 books of the Bible, people. Ezekiel 18, 21 through 24 says, but if the wicked will turn from all his sins that he had committed and keep all my statutes and do that which is lawful and right, he shall surely live. He shall not die. All of his transgressions that he hath committed, they shall not be mentioned unto him. In his righteousness that he hath done, he shall live. Have I any pleasure at all that the wicked should die, saith the Lord God? And not that he should return from his ways and live. But when the righteous turneth away from his righteousness and committeth iniquity and doeth according to all the abominations that the wicked man doeth, shall he live? All his righteousness that he hath done shall not be mentioned. In his trespass that he has trespassed and in his sin that he has sinned, in them shall he die. 25th verse says, Yet ye say, the way of the Lord is not equal. Hear now, O house of Israel, is not my way equal? Are not your ways unequal? When a righteous man turneth away from his righteousness, 
and committeth iniquity and dieth in them for his iniquity that he hath done shall he die. Again, when the wicked man turneth away from his wickedness that he has committed and doeth that which is lawful and right, he shall save his soul alive. Because he considereth and turneth away from all his transgressions that he hath committed, he shall surely live, he shall not die. Yet saith the house of Israel, that the way of the Lord is not equal. O house of Israel, are not my ways equal, are not your ways unequal. The 30th verse says, therefore, I will judge you, O house of Israel. Some people say that God is the one that they want to judge them, but they need to hear this. Everyone according to his ways, said the Lord God. He says, repent and turn yourselves from all your transgressions. So iniquity shall not be your ruin. To Betty Jean, the Lord spoke the words of Matthew 25 and 23. His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joys of thy Lord. Unfortunately for John Bob, the Lord spoke the words of Matthew seven twenty-one through 23. Not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? And then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. And so my closing question to you, audience, is will you choose spiritual life or spiritual death? I would that you would choose life. May God bless you until we meet again.